This week on Morbidly Intoxicated, we're going to do something a little bit different while Sierra's out of town. Enjoy! Hey, you want to grab a drink? Welcome back, everyone. As you heard from our intro, um, Sierra's not in town. She's actually all the way in Alabama. And this week, we were actually going to do a bloopers episode. But I didn't want to edit all of that because that sounds like a big old mess. So, instead, we have our second guest today. My mom! Yay! (laughs) Do you want to introduce yourself? I don't know. What's your name? What do you do? Oh, God, I hate that. (laughs) Uh, Amy Bishop, and I do medical collections for uh, United Health Group. The second biggest insurance insurance company company out there with the most crappiest insurance coverage. I won't get her started on that. (laughs) You can go on for days. (laughs) (laughs) you don't know what we're doing today i don't what did you want to do today i I like all serial killer stuff she wanted to talk about eddie vetter oh i like eddie vetter i like ed gein ed gein i was thinking about doing that one today and i thought you know what would be better than ed gein can you take a guess john wayne gacy no (sighs) it's not a serial killer oh kurt cobain yeah (laughs) we're doing kurt cobain because i feel like sarah didn't really care oh i care this episode i care before i left the house my boyfriend robert was like i can't believe you're a conspiracy theorist surprise there's a conspiracy behind kurt cobain if Uh, you don't know (laughs) okay so i'm gonna start off telling you about kurt cobain You're going to educate me on Kurt Cobain? (laughs) Well, I felt like this was a good one to do because I don't know, like, too much of the facts behind it. But then I was doing my research last night and I came up with a lot of good stuff. But I know you know a lot about this. So I felt like this would be a good one to have, like, a discussion about. Just a warning that this episode does contain mentions of suicide. So... Kurt Donald Cobain grew up in Aberdeen, Washington, where he was known as a sensitive boy. He had a passion for music that started at a very young age. He was so passionate that he actually dropped high school in 1985 and formed his first band, Fecal Matter. In the late 80s, he started getting together with Chris Novoselic, who later became the guitarist for a band named Nirvana. This band was made up of Kurt Cobain, Chris Novoselic, and chad channing who was later replaced by dave grohl Mm -hmm. Uh, robert told me this i didn't know this they went through like six drummers before they settled on kurt cobain or Uh, dave grohl yeah dave grohl uh chad i believe was on bleach that album Mm -hmm. and so he paved the way for dave their first album bleach 
was released in 1985 by Sub Pop Records, and even though it was their first album, it didn't really put Nirvana on the mainstream map. It did get them attention, though. This was actually contributed to their second album, titled Nevermind, published by Geffen Records. The song that put them in the spotlight was Smells Like Teen Spirit, which we've all heard. And if you were a grunge kid, because I know I was, I had many Nirvana shirts, And flannels. And flannels. (laughs) And I wore shirts that were three sizes too large for me. (laughs) Um, You can thank Nirvana for popularizing the grunge subgenre of alternative rock. They had become rising stars, but to Kurt, he thought that all this fame went against his underground roots. He was very against being in the spotlight. He didn't like it. He often thought that the media misinterpreted his lyrics. And the thought of being the voice of a generation was something Kurt hated the most. He just wanted to stay... Underground. Yeah. Kurt also suffered from a massive drug addiction, which is typical for rock stars. Um, One of my favorite bands, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Mm -hmm. Anthony Kiedis, had a huge drug problem or has, I don't know. Eddie Vedder's only really popular one who's never Mm. had drug issues yeah he said he just drinks a lot yeah Mm -hmm. well and then he said he didn't do he's done psychedelics yeah he said he had tried drugs but Mm -hmm. he gave it up in his teens yeah which was interesting his drug problem had gotten so bad he was actually in a short coma while he was in italy Mm -hmm. it was reported that he mixed champagne with lunatrazepam which is a it's a sedative yeah it's Mm -hmm. a benzodiazepine yeah benzodiazepine which is used to treat severe insomnia but you can only use it like short term is what i found it also assists with anesthesia this led to his rehab check-in in the end of march 1994 tragically on april 5th 1994 kurt was found dead in his apartment by the electrician gary smith who was there to install a security system gary found kurt three days after he had died you were alive for this. Yeah, I, at MTV News, that was big news that his body was found in his home in Seattle. It was big, 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 and uh, MTV did the, when Courtney Love, freaking rotten hell, um, <laughs> when she read at his uh, funeral, and she said, uh, F you, Kurt, F you, and she's something else. Personal opinion. Isn't she a crackhead, too? <laughs> uh, Frances Bean Cobain was a heroin baby. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. And that's how Courtney Love set up to be innocent when Kurt died, is she checked herself. She got arrested for having drugs on her and then checked herself into rehab to make it look like she had nothing to do with his death. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Kurt was found with a shotgun in his hand, towels on the floor, drugs that he kept in a little tin container, a Barks root beer that was half drunken, and a pack of cigarettes paired with his lighter. There are some theories behind Kurt's death, but it was ruled a suicide by the Seattle Sheriff's Department, medical examiners, and forensic analysts. Idiot. Private investigator Tom Grant had some different opinions. He was initially hired by Courtney Love, who was Kurt's wife at the time, to track down Kurt after he had run away from the rehab center. As Grant investigated, he found something that just didn't add up. He believed that Courtney Love had a hand in Kurt's death, and he believed that she hired someone to stage his suicide. Grant went public with his opinions in December of 1994. So, I actually found his website, and it's just kurtcobain.com. 
Oh, wow. And he does private calls and stuff like that. You can book him for half an hour, an hour, and an hour and a half, I believe. And they're priced starting at $45. Wow. Yeah. I, I was I'd like, talk to him. You would? Oh, heck yeah. $45 for half an hour. Yeah. I <laughs> talked to him. That's interesting. Yeah, I thought He was in Soaked in Bleach, isn't he? He was a, rep- he was yeah. a detective. Who, yeah. Yeah. He used to work for the LAPD. And then he split off to become a private investigator. I thought it was weird that Courtney Love hired him. (laughs) Well, she wanted to look innocent. Yeah. So he had quite a bit of information on his website. I mean, there wasn't really much to talk about with his death because they saw how he was placed and everything like that. And they immediately ruled it a suicide. Yeah, so they didn't develop the photos of... The, the crime scene mm. they gave courtney love the gun oh i didn't know that she had the shotgun melted down so there was they couldn't do fingerprints on it yeah they gave her the shotgun seattle pd they splotched up the yeah time. so i wanted to go over some of grant's theories and then the rebuttals that people had the first thing grant had noticed was that the initial missing persons report filed for kurt cobain said his mother, Wendy O'Connor, had been the one to call the police and file the report. But it was later discovered that it was actually Courtney Love who filed this report. Her rebuttal for that was that she said no one was going to believe her. No one was going to believe this this heroin addict from... Um, this is around the time she started the, the group Hole. Oh, what's that one song? Their, like, only popular song. The Oh, Make Me Over... Celebrity skin. Yeah. Yeah, Live Through This was something Kurt had helped write. If you listen to that whole album, Mm -hmm. like, that's a lot of Kurt. Yeah. But this, she was in Hole at this time. Mm -hmm. So they were like, she said, no one's going to believe a a heroin addict that's the lead singer of this group. Another big thing that Grant had focused on was actually Kurt Cobain's suicide note. So Kurt was found in the greenhouse that they had at their house. The note was found on top of a bag of soil. When Grant had read it, he had described it as kind of being disjointed. So he said the whole page, except for the last three lines, sounded like he was just leaving music. He was just leaving the music industry. He was sick of being famous. And it looked like it was added. It doesn't yeah. look... Yeah. If it's, you see the suicide note, it doesn't look... And I'll post pictures of it, but the the bottom, like, everything's so small and everything like that, and he writ, had written this entire page, and then the last three lines are huge. Well, you They're, know what they found in... What the lawyer found... Okay. I won't go there. I'll wait. So, like I said, it, it just... It sounded like he was leaving the music business. Nothing about leaving this world. The last three lines were written very large and almost like frantically is what it looked like to me. Uh, the last three lines were ease, keep going, Courtney. For Francis, for her life, which will be so much happier without me. I love you. I love you. You Gr- never say that. Well, Grant provided pages of, of handwriting in Courtney Love's bag that looked like she had been practicing Kurt's style of writing. And those those letters that were in that last sentence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the F, it looks like the the F um, is something that people have analyzed mm-hmm. and said that letter specifically looks like it's it's an exact copy. Yeah. Well, you know who gave him that that mm-hmm. notebook? Courtney? It's their lawyer. Carol? She, yeah, she went 
she was at the lawyer's house and left her bag yep and the bag had the notebook of that those practicing and then it had a list of you know get arrested go to rehab Mm -hmm. well and you know what's what's crazy is his estate attorney is that that's who she was Mm -hmm. um her last name is carol she said that kurt had been planning to divorce courtney love Mm -hmm. And that's something that he points to as being like a motive. He said that's her multi-million dollar motive because he was going to take Courtney Love out of the will. Yeah, he was going to leave. And then she was jealous because Francis Bean had the biggest room in the house. Mm -hmm. He was going to leave everything to Francis. And you know the song, uh, You Know You're Right. Mm -hmm. You know that was released after Kurt died. Yeah. And Courtney Love tried to take all the money no she tried to make it so that would not be that would air really that they would not air that song i thought she was trying to go for a money grab she didn't want him to air that song because it made her look bad Mm. because if you listen to the lyrics yeah yeah she did i mean everyone everyone has her opinion but i i feel she did it she's a she is a waste of skin celebrity skin Mm. (laughs) hmm I don't think any celebrity views her as a celebrity. <laughs> a lot of people don't like her. It's crazy that RuPaul had her as a guest star because RuPaul loved Nirvana. Loved Kurt. Loved Kurt. Mm-hmm. There's a picture of him with Francis Bean. She's like crying. Kurt's there and Dave's there. and Yeah. Well, she had Francis Bean on the show too. And Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I wonder what she thinks about all of it. Grant's biggest theory that had pointed to murder is the amount of drugs, like you had brought up earlier, that was found in Kurt's system. Kurt Cobain was a heavy heroin abuser, but on the day that he died, he had a lethal amount of heroin in his body. His heroin blood level was 1.52 MSG, which is microgram per liter of blood. So that's a minimum objection of uh, 225 micrograms. It's a large dose for any hardcore drug addict. He was also found with diazepam, which is Valium, in his system. Valium is a hardcore sedative. Yeah. Grant concluded that there was no way he would have been able to hold a gun and pull the trigger with the amount of drugs in his system. But people like to rebuttal this theory and use Kurt's daily heroin intake or how much he spent on heroin daily as kind of like a rebuttal for this. He had spent $500 a day on heroin. But how, but that's over the course of like, how long does that stay in your system? And Okay, so I was going to say, I had mentioned this to you before we recorded people know you're a recovering addict how much is that like per day well pills and heroin are different but i um opiate they're still opiates opiates, yeah Mm -hmm. for pills yeah i don't i don't know i know people when i was in uh recovery in group there were people that would talk about taking 20 to 50 pills a day and that just floored me because that's a lot of fucking pills that's a lot that's a that's a high dose because that, that's why people od is mm-hmm. because they they go clean and then when they relapse they feel that they could use the same amount that they did before they stopped mm-hmm. and they use that amount and that amount so much for their body it they od Puts they overdose shock, yeah. Pushed it, yeah um i could never even when i was an addict i could never imagine doing taking that 20 to 50 much. pills a day like yeah that's that always floors me when i heard that um so i don't know how much 
that would be for Kurt. But I mean, it's you're going to have people that rebuttal things and say, oh, no, he wasn't killed. He killed himself. He hated life. He was depressed. Mm-hmm. He was an addict. Yeah. But if you watch interviews with Kurt Cobain after Francis was born, he would have done ev- anything. anything for that little girl. Mm-hmm. Like, and being a parent, like, I just, I think that's why I'm so, I don't feel he killed himself. Mm-hmm. Just watching the videos, the interviews of him before it happened. And I mean, if anything, he would have left music. He would have left Courtney and music and there's her meal ticket. On the 20th anniversary, the Seattle police decided to renew, renew, review Kurt Cobain's case. They had um, Detective Mike Siskinski. I probably butchered that. I really don't care. He publicly disputed Grant's theory. His quote that he actually wrote um, on CBSNews.com, he wrote an article himself. You can go read it. Um, It was okay. He said, did I find any earth-shattering evidence that would change the medical examiner's conclusion that Kurt committed suicide? No. In fact, I found evidence that strengthened that finding. So this is what he kind of says in his article that he he wrote for CBS News. He found a receipt of the purchased shotgun shells from Seattle. Okay. Then a Seattle cab driver said he dropped off a mail matching Kurt Cobain's description around the time and date and location matching that receipt for that gun store or wherever he bought the shotgun shells. Then he interviewed like an expert weapon armorer who explained what likely happened. But he never put like what the expert had said. Oh. Which is weird. I is. He just said, oh yeah, I interviewed this person. Like I read the entire article. He didn't expand on what this guy said. Like, so we just covered the Re- Rebecca Zahau case and the detectives that went and talked to this bondage specialist, they had to reenact how she could have tied herself up. But they like did the test. He didn't even put down what, 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 what the other expert yeah, thought. What the guy said. I don't know. It was weird. And it's kind of hard to look at a cold case when they didn't, since they rule, ruled it a suicide, they didn't do the investigation that a homicide detective would have done. Those pictures that they took of the crime scene, those were just developed on his 20th anniversary. Can I tell you about the gun? Mm-hmm. The gun, they didn't even try to pull fingerprints no. until a month after. They had bagged everything up and then they're like, oh yeah, I should probably pull fingerprints. That's why they couldn't find a, a print. There was no print to pull because they did it so late, which is another thing that Grant Grant had said. People were picking up this gun and if there there was any fingerprint on this gun, it, it would have showed up you know yeah because there there is an expert that said that there's no way to hold that shotgun and it's too long yes it's too long another thing that i was reading i'm sorry this is awful when you commit suicide with a gun you tense up because you're like you're not ready for the shot so you tense up this causes a death grip so like when the body comes into a lot of trauma like that it seizes kurt didn't have a death grip on that gun the gun was on the opposite side and that that was one of the things that uh i think the detective had said is there's no way if you look at the where the gun was laying at you know in those photos there's no way if he shot himself the gun would be on this side mm-hmm 
Oh, his website has a whole bunch of awesome stuff. It even has phone calls between him and and, uh, Rosemary Carroll, between him and uh, Courtney Love, between him and just a whole bunch of people involved in the case. It, It like disputes anything that she's ever said he's like oh you you're saying you didn't say this well here it is i have this recording yeah what about the guy who came forward it was a big heavier set guy after kurt cobain after he died he came forward el El deuce yeah he came forward and said hey courtney love paid me off and then he ended up dead okay so i did read about him as well So he was offered, or he claims he was offered $50,000 to go kill Kurt Cobain by Courtney Love. And then there's the thing where people dispute it. They said he was a, like a small rocker. He was a small rock star and he was trying to get famous. But after he did an interview about Kurt Cobain, like a couple years later, he died four days after he was hit by a train. Hit by a train. Hit by a train. Quotation. Didn't see that one coming. Woo! <laughs> Big old train. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, everyone's going to have, they're going to be their non believers of, oh no, he killed himself. And it's like Scott Peterson. It's like any any case. Yeah. There's going to be people, oh no, didn't do it. There's still people who think um, that guy who killed his two little girls and um, they sh- he shoved them in where you work chris was yes there's some people and he confessed and they're like oh no it was a girlfriend it was all the girlfriend (laughs) he confessed like three hours later and people still no he didn't do it It, it, he wasn't in the right state of mind it's because it's a girlfriend the girlfriend pushed him to do it and it's like okay but he still did it even if the girlfriend like (laughs) yep that's just life i mean i people are gonna hate or Everyone has their own opinions on things. I just, I found it interesting. If you get a chance to go through his website, it's literally just KurtCobain.com. And you can Google his name, Tom Grant. He has all these recordings. He has all these pictures. You can chat with him. Like, there's just so much. Some of the things I'm like, oh, you kind of sound a little crazy. But other things I'm like, okay, yeah, no, that makes sense. Like the drugs. The drugs is like the biggest thing for me. Like when you, oh, you can't spoof the amount of drugs that's in someone's system, right? But not only that, I feel like even being just a regular amount of high, you can't really do things. No, yeah, I mean, there's functioning drug addicts, mm-hmm. but I mean, after a certain amount, I don't think anyone can function. Yeah, my boyfriend thinks that we're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> I mean, crazy for other things. Yeah. But... <laughs> Remember the one night he came over and you were bouncing off the walls and you were like, here, can you- I tried to open a bottle of vodka and I couldn't open it. And he was like, hasn't your mom had enough to drink? I haven't had like, any. Yeah. Well, I used to think that when I was younger. She's like, you want drugs? And I'm like, no. Not no. yet. <laughs> no, I surprisingly didn't do drugs when I was young. People are like, I moved back from Pennsylvania to California when- Oh, no, to Arizona. I was in my 20s, and these ravers had stopped at Denny's, and they didn't have any money. And I'm like, what? And they're like, oh, you know, we have pot, we have this, we have that. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, let me go ask the cook. I'm like, I don't know. And I asked the Arturo. And I'm like, they have 
pot and LSD and stuff. I'm like, you want to cook something for him? And he's all, well, just take the mota. And I'm like, oh, okay. my God. And so uh, I gave him free pie, free drinks and shakes and whatnot. And yeah, they gave me LSD and ecstasy. And I'm like, I don't even know what this shit is. And I was in my 20s. Like, I didn't do shit when I was a teenager. I, mean, I knew what pot was when I was a teenager, but I didn't smoke it. We're going to take a quick break. Are you trying to create a podcast, but don't have the money for all the equipment it takes? Maybe not so great with all the editing? Not sure how to distribute your podcast once you have everything recorded? Well, look no further because Anchor is here to help. Anchor is the easiest way to make podcasts. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your computer or phone. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And best of all, it's free. We looked at so many different distribution websites before finding Anchor and wish we had found it sooner. They even set you up with sponsors they think will fit the vibe of your podcast, which you can accept or decline at any time. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Happy podcasting! And we're back. So we got a little bit off topic, but there were a few things before the break that I wanted to mention. There were other possible reasons for suicide, which the people who believe it was suicide had had mentioned. So he had stomach pains. Mm -hmm. He had um, IBD, which is inflammatory bowel disease. He had a hernia and he had um, celiac disease, which is a gluten intolerance. And that really wasn't a thing in the 90s, was it? Not as big as it is but now. So I found some things kind of against his medical diagnoses. Mm-hmm. So for the I- IBD, it's generally related with like Crohn's. He tested negative for Crohn's, but that doesn't mean that he didn't have it. For a hernia, he didn't have any like intrusion or not intrusion, but... um extension yeah yeah. he didn't have like an extend extended belly or anything like that or wherever he had the hernia that you normally have when you have a hernia Mm -hmm. so doctors ran a a small camera down his throat and in his intestines they found no hernia for his celiacs he ate exclusively fast food pizza and mac and (laughs) cheese but like i had said earlier that's not really a gluten intolerancy was not really a thing in the 90s Buzz Osborne, who was the singer for the Melvins, stated that Kurt also told me there was absolutely nothing wrong with his stomach. He made it up for sympathy so he could use it as an excuse to stay loaded Mm. on heroin. Why use an excuse to stay loaded on heroin when if you have a disease, it'd be you would use it to stay loaded on like pain meds. Yeah. Like you're a junkie regardless of what you use, but I mean... I've, I've seen people who are in chronic pain that they're on pain meds and they don't want to go off and they use that's an excuse to stay loaded yeah. and they abuse the amount that they're given. But I mean, to say, oh, he used it as sympathy to be a fucking heroin addict. I mean, anyone who buys into that is an idiot. Anyone who buys into, oh, I, I'm taking the excessive amount of pain meds that i am because i'm in pain no well then you need to go to physical you need something else you need more help there's Mm -hmm. there's non-narcotic pain solution out there didn't you say that one of the people you knew before you were in recovery would go to like the dentist or stuff like that and say you know my tooth hurts give me pain pills or they'd have them pull a tooth Mm, not pull it they would not pull it they would say they were in pain 
and they would schedule to have a tooth pulled and never show up. That's before like what we've involved in nowadays is they can now monitor, okay, well, this person went to this hospital and got pain meds Mm -hmm. and they came back two days later to, or came to a different hospital two days later complaining and saying they didn't have pain meds, you know, and they can pull that up. I, I knew a person, they'd just bounce like every other day they were at a hospital in an urgent care in a dentist's office and... that's crazy mm-hmm. but is that really cheaper than just going and buying it on the street payments on the street are expensive really mm-hmm. interesting i wouldn't think that they five would to be. ten bucks depending per pill mm-hmm. wow <clears throat> per pill the one lady that i was in recovery with uh, in group, she worked at a doctor's office and she stole the doctor's script pad. She was the one that would take 20 to 50 a day. I was doing the math in my head. That's like 100 to $200 if she had bought it from on the street. Oh, yeah. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. The restrictions they've done on pain meds, that was their biggest concern in the field was, well, now we're restricting pain meds, which is an opiate. Now these people are going to turn to heroin because they can get it. It's more accessible. And that's why there's such a huge heroin epidemic Mm -hmm. everywhere. So there are a few people who believe it was suicide. Interestingly enough, there's family members on both sides saying that he did it, saying that he was murdered. His family members that believe he did commit suicide were his mother and uh, one of his cousins who was a registered nurse. His mother had read the entire suicide note and said, yep, all of it was written by Kurt. I think, what are you going to change as a mother? Your your kid's gone. What are you going to change by saying, nope, she did it? I mean, people are accusing her of it, but I mean, there's no trial. There's nothing, there's nothing, nothing to justify it. So, and if she's religious, it's going to be, he's gone. It is what it is. Like, I think as a parent, losing a child before you you just kind of you go numb his cousin who was a registered nurse said that kurt had a history of mental illness which included bipolar disorder which is something that she links up to his suicide she said there is a strong possibility that kurt would have taken his life no matter what he chose as his career his risk was very high untreated bipolar disorder drug addiction prior suicides in the family alcohol violence and unpredictability in his childhood he also had poor self-esteem violence in his married life kurt could have been a poster child for risk of suicide i don't believe that kurt had a really good bringing up like he had a good life yeah his marriage was chaos but that's why he was gonna divorce courtney because courtney's a fucking psycho yeah she is she uh when she crowd surfs she doesn't wear deliberately doesn't wear underwear so uh, people will finger she (gasps) is gross that's so nasty she's gross where did you read that that's why marilyn manson didn't want to tour with her really they toured together and they're such both of them they're both such doped up freaking drama queen look at me center of attention whores that they clash so bad like if you want to hear of a fucked up upbringing eddie vetter had a fucked up upbringing and i mean it's just how everyone takes it and yeah he might have been depressed he might have been had mental health issues i don't know i think it's just easier for people to be like oh no he did do it like family members like accept it yeah because then you have there she's a nurse but that doesn't mean jack crap you're not an expert on on mental illness yeah mental illness or how the gun was or if he could have shot himself like yeah that was another thing grant brought up was there was no blood splatter on his arms which there should have been yeah, for something. shooting yourself. The way that he had 
had done it and I'm I, I'm sorry put the barrel in his mouth and and shot mm-hmm. there would have been splatter splatter right there was nothing there was no splatter it was just what was behind him and you can you can find crime scene photos of him like the entire picture of it it's insane with yeah. the blood and everything and seattle pd didn't even they just said dope junkie suicide done yeah like i mean if they would have dusted for uh gun residue on his hands and it would have came back clean mm-hmm. i mean anything any little thing if they would have just another thing about the gun he fully loaded that gun. He fully loaded that Why gun. would you want it fully loaded if you're going to kill yourself? Yeah, it was completely <laughs> full. So there's a few more people that believe it was suicide. And that would be his bandmates. Dave Roll and Chris Novoselic said they, they had a feud between Courtney that was resolved in 2014. But they never accused her or anyone of killing Kurt Cobain. Well, I'm surprised about Dave, mm-hmm. because Courtney went after him and uh, accused Dave of molesting Frances Bean <gasps> oh. when she was a teenager. I didn't hear that. Mm. That's awful. I forget where they were at, but uh, he sa- she said uh, he was touching her inappropriately. Courtney, she's just, she's something else. Um, I wonder if that was another money grab. Probably. Also, their former manager, Danny Goldberg says the murder theory is ridiculous. He was quoted saying he killed himself. I saw him a week beforehand. He was depressed. He tried to kill himself six weeks earlier. He'd talked and written about suicide a lot. He was on drugs. He got a gun. Why do people speculate about it? The tragedy of the loss is so great. People look for other explanations. I don't think there's any truth to it at all. Well, in him writing about about suicide and stuff like that, that was the grunge movement the music was heavy it was dark rock yeah rate me everyone thinks yeah rate me is uh oh that that's so horrible it's actually an anti-rape song mm-hmm. he wrote about suicide but I, he wrote about death he wrote about drugs yeah <laughs> anthony like, kiedis did too under the bridge i mean it's all relative to what musicians are going on what's going on in their life i mean if he's depressed he's gonna write about it doesn't mean he's you're gonna do it yeah i mean i I have anxiety i have depression and there's some days it's like i don't dude don't want to do it but i would never like having a thought of i don't want to do it doesn't mean i would i would do anything Mm -hmm. and one of the reasons why i got sober was i i do understand where they're like oh he was on drugs and suicidal because when you're on when you're when you're high or when you're not in the right state of mind and you're and you have depression it it bogs you down 10 times over like you feel everything so much more and it's it it's not it's not healthy and as people are just i think addicts a lot of addicts um they do have mental illness and they they self-medicate mm-hmm. that's interesting because normally people say that people do drugs to take the pain away no it enhances the pain that's crazy it enhances it what about well because i know there's different types of drugs too like there's there's uppers and there's lowers and and... no i've i've been a pothead i've i've done ecstasy i've pill popper i've i've stupidly done meth um we're an alcoholic i was an alcoholic um alcohol really intensifies like makes you sad can take away 
Like it can just make you forget because if you keep drinking and keep drinking, it just kind of drowns your feelings. Alcohol, I think, is the most that drowns your feelings. I think if you have a mental illness and you do drugs, then you're on that dope and you dwell more on Mm -hmm. your illness. Well, because what's in your head. Yeah. Well, anxiety is a form of of, um, OCD. Mm-hmm. Because, yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, me and you both have anxiety, and I'm fucking yeah. OCD. <laughs> I'm I'm getting worse as I get older. Yes, that's how it was for me. I didn't even think about it until the doctor we had talked to said she was like, "You have obsessive anxiety." Mm-hmm. She was like, "You you obsess over things. Mm-hmm. It's very obsessive," and I think yeah, I think drugs definitely intensify it. it, it because you see those people on intervention where they're all doped out and they they get to that point where they're not coherent. Yeah. I've always been a functioning addict because I've had to work. Yeah. It doesn't make it right, but I, I never got to the point where it'd be to the point at night where I just like zonk out, but mm-hmm. I never got to the point of I wasn't a functioning person. Mm-hmm. And a functioning addict is a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous thing. The human body is really interesting um kind of to get back on serial killers my daddy's the black dahlia murder yeah she saw her dad kill the women and when she was little and her mind to protect herself from that image she shoved it all the way down until she was in her 30s and it came out and she's like oh my gosh my dad did do that like my dad was a killer that's crazy. And yeah. Everybody, everyone copes differently. You have coffee addicts, addicted to smoking cigarettes. I mean. I'm, I'm getting there with coffee. Ooh, that's not good. I haven't had coffee today. Fresh pot. <laughs> Fresh pot. Getting back on Nirvana, Dave Grohl is a, is or was a coffee addict. And he has the funniest YouTube video when he was in. Um, 10 years ago today. Uh, a couple weeks ago. It was yeah, 10 years ago. 10 mm-hmm. years ago when he was in uh, Them Crooked Vultures. It's a super group. They were formed in 2009 by Josh Home, Queens of the Stone okay. Age. He was um, the lead vocalist and guitarist. John Paul Jones of Led Zeppelin. He was the bassist and keyboardist. And then Dave Grohl, of course, from the Foo Fighters and Nirvana's, who, uh, Nirvana's and Nirvana, who was on the drums and he was backup vocals. They only had one album. It was fantastic. But yeah, he's a coffee addict and he just has this like montage of videos where he's like playing the drums and playing the ukulele because in Foo Fighters, he does it all himself. He plays all the instruments himself. He knows how to play everything so yeah he just had energy yeah full of gusto (laughs) he was so funny i don't have a coffee problem you know what my problem is there's no No fucking fresh pot pot. justin justin fresh pot (laughs) somebody say coffee yeah yeah fresh pot Yeah, you got me the starbucks shirt and instead of starbucks it's dave girl's face and it says fresh pot yeah i'll post a picture of that one too it's funny (laughs) They did a second one in honor his daughter, um, Violet, had asked him about Fresh Pots, and they recently did a sequel to Fresh Pots, because <laughs> it was a 10-year anniversary. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. He's a good, he's a character. I'm surprised he doesn't think that Courtney Love did it. I know, I'm, I'm surprised too. It would make me want to pick his brain, because he's an interesting guy. So that's all I have for you today on Kurt Cobain. I already knew your take on it going into Mm -hmm. it. I don't know if any of the other information I had given you maybe swayed you, but I doubt it. Yeah. 
I even gave you a whole layout of Scott Peterson. You still think he did it? So... I don't know if Scott Peterson did it. I just but don't he's a like Scott Peterson. <laughs> I think that's an. I think that's too like Courtney Love. It's just she's a douchebag. Yeah, I like. Why wouldn't she do it? She she was mad that Francis Bean had the biggest room in the house. She was mad that Kurt was going to divorce her and leave everything to Francis. There's just so much. That's her meal ticket. I yeah. mean. Because Hole was not. It was a one hit wonder. Yeah. Hole was not like extremely popular. The only it, one that I know, the song is Celebrity Skin. That's their most popular song. I think that was their second album. Live Through This was their first one because she was originally with. I think Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins. And then she dated people in Hole. Mm. Yeah, she's a she's a doorknob. Okay, so I don't know if you have heard us do this segment, but we call it our sobering up segment, where after we talk about kind of like heavier stuff, so like I would say suicide's a little bit heavier. Yeah. We do a sobering up segment where we talk about just weird laws. We talk about anecdotes or even... Rainbows and unicorns? Rainbows and unicorns. No, we even talk about like ways to keep yourself safe, but sometimes that ends up being heavy anyway, so we have to balance (laughs) it out. So I figured since we are both from California, I would read you some weird California laws. Women are not allowed to drive a motor vehicle while wearing a houseboat. Huh? While wearing a houseboat. How do you wear a houseboat? I'm wondering if it's like a like a hat of some sort. It is illegal to hunt any game while in a moving vehicle except whaling. However, whaling is also illegal. <laughs> in Eureka, men with mustaches cannot kiss a woman. That's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> but um, only in Eureka. <laughs> In San Francisco, it is illegal to have a pet bear, gorilla, crocodile, or any other wild animal. It's already a state law, but San Francisco needs to be a little bit more clear about it. Oh, I gotta tell my manager. She's gonna be so upset. (laughs) Her youngest daughter wants an alligator. No. (laughs) Wait, Clint Eastwood was a mayor? I knew Arnie was. Carmel is home to some of the strangest laws, including this old one that made it illegal to stand on the sidewalk with ice cream. It was created to keep the streets clean and luckily repealed by past Mayor Clint Eastwood. Because rain wouldn't wash the fucking stinky stickiness away? I don't know. I can't, mm. That's some, uh, oh. That's crazy. That's some, oh, what is that fucking town? What, where everything's brown. Is it Westlake? Like, every building is brown, even Target. Target's brown. Oh, I, I think it's know. Westlake. That's some Westlake shit. <laughs> Before 2012, no Frisbees or footballs were allowed to be used in Los Angeles beaches without lifeguard permission. <laughs> Are you going to throw it in the ocean and drown or something? Like, trying to get it? Why do you need a lifeguard with a... What? All right, California. There was a reason why I left... <laughs> Um, also in Carmel, women are required to have a permit to wear heels more than two inches in height. I would need that permit because I'm very graceful. (laughs) (laughs) I can trip in flat. I can trip in no shoes. On flat ground. On flat ground. And sober. (laughs) 100% sober and no shoes, flat ground. (laughs) Okay, here's the last one. If you're thinking about washing your neighbor's car, don't. 
because in Los Angeles, it is illegal to do so without their permission. I wouldn't want to do it. I don't even want to wash my own car. (laughs) That's what car washes are for. Yes. (laughs) All right, California. That was our sobering up segment. Something a little bit different. California, you weird. Duh. (laughs) Hello, born and raised. Nothing normal about me. I'm shaking my head. You can't see it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for being on my show, Mom. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks for the topics. Good topic. Have me back. I'm an open book. My sayings, life would be boring without me because I don't care if you're laughing with me or at me as long as you're laughing. Usually laughing at me, but that's okay. Let us know what you think. What do you guys think happened to Kurt Cobain? I might get a lot of hate for this one. (laughs) Sierra doesn't know I'm doing this. What does she think? She thinks I'm doing a blooper episode. Oh. What does she think about Kurt Cobain? I don't know. Oh. That's our episode for today. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at morbidlyintoxicatedpod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at Morbidly Intoxicated Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Morbidly Intoxicated Pod. And you can also follow us on our new Twitter page uh, at Morbidly Intox, I-N-T-O-X. Thank you to Kelly Carroll for our amazing artwork. You can follow her on Instagram at artbykelly, Kelly spelt with an I. Big shout out to my friend Taylor Hertz, who did our fantastic theme music. You can find him at his website, spelled T-A-Y-L-O-R-H-E-R-T-Z dot com. And thank you to Javi Romero for our awesome photographs. You can follow him on Instagram at orange underscore Javi, spelled J-A-V-I-E. Again, thank you guys so much. Uh, If you'd like to leave us a review, that would be awesome. It would help us out a lot. Go ahead and share this with your friends. And we'll see you next episode. Bye. Bye.